What's it like to play the Nintendo Entertainment System? It's like being of the ultimate power trip. You're playing exciting arcade hits like Super Mario Brothers, Kung Fu, Hogan's Alley, Karnov, and other games like Breakthrough and Excitebike. Deluxe set comes as shown with two game packs, other games sold separately. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 97 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Aradal Shahi, and my co-pilot for this week's adventure in podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, the hairy-chested one, <laughs> Carlos Buarguayo, the man with the shoulders that can carry a load of, I don't know, geekdom. There you go. There we go. Damn, that, that's very dark. Less is... Not trying to let you guys go into the gutter with that shoulder load carrying thing. <laughs> Gonzalez. There we go. The man we call the hair. The man who is the sunshine of my day. Wow. The man who plays the guitar like I got nothing. Eric Struthers. <laughs> you never give me a chance to put anything in between my first and last name. But Eric, did you but, notice? Uh, did you notice if you listened to the last podcast, I actually did that for you. You did? Oh, I didn't listen to it. Oh, you fucking jerk. Yeah, I did here's, that for here's you. A, here's a deal. There's a, there's a rule that when you're there in real life, yeah. you don't typically ha- have to go back and listen to it, you know? But since yeah, you changed the realities of time and space <laughs> with your editing, I'll, then I'll go back and listen to yeah, it. My bad. Yeah. You, Shame on me. You have to listen to it, Eric, because I put all kinds of cool stuff. I, sometimes even when you're speaking, I put like this background music, the soothing, like. I know. know. Come on now. How are you guys doing? How's everybody doing here? Good, very good. Yeah, Boo, you're doing all right, Les? I'm hanging in there. Uh-oh. Last week you were doing good. Now you're just like hanging in there. Well, life varies, man. Thanks. Eric, Damn. how you doing? I'm great, dude. I am great. I have been busy as can be uh, putting forth the rock in my band, and uh, yeah, it's good times. You, you've been playing like crazy, and you got some gigs coming up, right? A ton of them. I do. I do, man. A, a bunch. A veritable boatload. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Well, are you guys ready to talk some geekdom? And by the way, people, thank you for all those DMs and the emails that you sent us about last episode. We really appreciate it. Just trying to keep things positive, even though we went off the handle, or I did a little bit here and there. 
but um, that's why we have Eric here to rein us in and have an even keel discussion about fandom. And there's still some to- stuff to talk about. This stuff happened this week as well. We'll get into that in a second in the world of Star Wars with our correspondent of all correspondents, Mr. Eric Struthers. But before that, let's give out the shenanigans like we normally do. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcasts like now, this is podcasting. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. I was on Rogue One last night. I recorded. So by the time you hear this, you probably heard me. You're going to get sick of me pretty much by the end of this week. I'm going to be on <laughs> Slicer's Holonet this Thursday. I'm recording tomorrow. And then I'm on now this podcasting on Friday. So don't get too sick of me and come back and listen to us for our next episode. You're making the rounds. I'm making the rounds. You know, Lorena is in Las Vegas for a seminar, allegedly. Um, <laughs> so I am here with the girls by myself. Girls being my Dobermans. Leia and Coco. I decided, hey, why don't I just make the rounds? Let's talk a little Star Wars. You can catch us on Instagram, The Sithless, Facebook, The Sithless, email the Sithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. We have some products on TeePublic. By the way, we have some stickers now. Yay. So uh, I'm going to start giving them away and like planting them everywhere. And but I went to see Kevin Hart at the Hollywood Bowl. We got free tickets, and on my walk to the Hollywood Bowl, I was planting him on those. You know, I was like, I was like, obey. I was planting him on those poles <laughs> all over Hollywood. So uh, if you see one, please don't tag on it, and leave us some iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. Pretty, pretty, please. They're very important, and we would love you to review us and rate us five star rating. That'd be great. Three and a half star rating, sure. Anything under three, don't bother rating us. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready to talk a little geekdom and get into the box office and how much Solo hasn't done and all that crazy oh, stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> Still you don't ir- have to put it that way. Well, let, sure. me, let me yeah. tell you why I put it that way, because it irks me. I'm checking boxofficemojo.com every day, and I check the dailies. So Monday, I saw that they, it only made $1.2 I was like, are you kidding me? And then I looked today for Tuesday's report. And it made three point two million on a Tuesday. Uh, Ocean's Eight made six million dollars, but it's still mm. hanging in there, number two. Yeah, and it hasn't opened up in Japan yet. It opens up in Japan on June twenty ninth, I believe. So there's still some hope that it can rein in some more money. Ocean's Eight makes forty one million dollars in this opening week, becoming the biggest box office totals for that franchise, mm. which is very interesting. Solo uh, ends up coming in second. And another news, Infinity War crossed the $2 billion mark. Wow. This week. So uh, Ocean's 8, doing really well. And all female cast. I went and saw it. I took my mom. me, Lorena and I took my mother. And we really enjoyed it. It was good. It wasn't as good as Ocean's 11. But it was probably better than 12. And right there with 13. That's not bad. Not That's bad really at all. really not bad. No, not bad at all. For a quick review, it's definitely worth having a good time, maybe a matinee. The story is pretty much exactly the storyline of Ocean's Eleven, uh, but just the heist is a little different. Mm. But it's definitely worth watching. So go out there and watch Ocean's Eight. It's not too shabby. And uh, we're going to get into some Star Wars chit-chat. There was some stuff that happened. Eric, you want to 
get us into some Star Wars news. Are we ready for some Star Wars? Sure, man. Sure. Oh, so, uh, Star Wars Celebration. The five-day tickets sold out in two days, and much to the chagrin of some some fans. I was going to say complainers, but fans who are vocal. And they were saying that it was just because they're doing it to force people to buy all the one-day passes across the whole span. Well, Saturday passes have already sold out, too. So it's not like they were sitting on billions of them to do it. You know, that's crazy. Saturdays have sold out. And apparently Thursday, the preview day is getting really close to selling out. So, yeah, man, the people who are saying everybody take a Star Wars, I think they're mistaken. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know Saturday sold out. I didn't know Thursday was almost sold out. I better get that goddamn press pass. (laughs) Yeah, you better better get on that. Yeah. By the oh, way, yeah, by the way, I did get the press pass for Comic Con New York, so I'm heading to Comic Con New York the first weekend of October. So people on the East Coast, you will see my ass there, and uh, maybe we'll bring some people with us. Hint, 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 hint. I won't be there. It's basically guaranteed. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Damn it, dude! It's just there's too much happening. No, I, I may you. be getting a week long gig in atlantic city though oh okay okay yeah it, working on that yeah maybe that can be during the first week of october oh, that would be pretty handy <laughs> that would you be. guys could come to the fairly new hard rock casino and hotel in beautiful atlantic city new jersey nice we've been to the one down here in, well in las vegas not down here but in las vegas Struthers, you want to do us well let's talk let's keep let's keep the star wars train going Okay. All right. Sorry. We did kind of get totally sidetracked. I was, about to so, do, I was about to do strumming with Struthers, but then I forgot we still have some Star Wars. <laughs> uh, okay. So the, this is the official release statement. So this is literally all of it that I have. <laughs> so not huge news, but there's a new game coming out called Jedi Fallen Order. And the statement says, from Respawn Entertainment comes a brand new action adventure game, which tells an original Star Wars story Uh, around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. The game... Well, hang on. The game will be releasing holiday 2019. I asked that same question. Do you think it's going to be Kanan? And the opinion that was given to me was that no, it wouldn't be because somebody from the story group has apparently gone on record as saying that Kanan's story has been told. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, what I, do I know? I, I agree. I don't think it's going to be Kanan, but the story sounds very much like Kanan, obviously. <laughs> and we talked about this on Rogue One when we recorded last night, that that series of comic books, they had a short run, a Kanan, the Kanan line. It was a really good line. I, I read two or three of those comics. They were great, and it shows you and tells a story of how he escaped with his... Um, with his uh, master being killed, and he escaped as a Padawan. And if you read the old books, I think New Dawn, it was called, the very one of the very first canon books that Lucasfilm put out. I actually read that one, and that has the story as well, uh, here and there. So it's, it's pretty interesting. It would be a cool video game if he was actually a part of it, or if he's in it somewhere, that'd be kind of cool. But I, I agree, I don't think they're going to have canon anywhere. I think we're, we've, we're done with seeing characters from Rebels for a long time. 
I don't think we're going to well, see that. One can hope. Uh, the new dawn, a new dawn is a good book. It's a really, it good really book. is. It's like a the prequel to the Rebel series where you know Kanan meets Hera and gets down and solves some well not solves some crimes but get, kind of gets in the middle of a big to do. It's pretty exciting stuff. It man. is, and it it's actually and it's pretty adult, it. right, Eric? If you, I remember yeah. correctly, it's pretty. Yeah. It's not like it's a. It's like a. There's no sex. There's in no it. sex in it. But. Yeah. <laughs> It alludes to uh, like the, them both liking each other, uh, and they're in bars and they're drinking, and and Kanan's kind of a drunk or he's a bartender. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a drunk man, yeah. and that's that's what's kind of yeah. cool about. Must that. be some yeah. uh, some pretty badass. Uh, was it bar tricks with the force? Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't Flipping go bottles. By, and he doesn't go by Kanan Jarris. I don't think he goes by something else or vice versa. Something there was something like that. He he wants to forget his, about his past. His real name is Caleb Doom, and he goes by Kanan Jairus. There it is, Caleb Doom. Yeah. Right. Anyhow. So, yeah, there's that, man. And so I don't know if you guys may remember that <laughs> there's been some hubbub along the Internet that Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran, we talked about this, she basically got ran off of social media. I guess that's that sounds a bit dramatic, but that's essentially the reality of it. And which led to tons of other discussions that we've already had, and we won't go on and on and on about it. But this week, Stephen Colbert's show did a, a little piece about it, and we should listen to that right now. And there's some troubling news from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars actress Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in The Last Jedi, has been bullied off Instagram after being harassed by racist trolls. That is terrible. But it is good to see Roseanne staying busy. Oh, They attacked this beautiful, talented young actress for her ethnicity, her appearance, and her sex. And may I remind you, Kelly Marie Tran is the first lead woman in a Star Wars movie who is not white. So, just to teach these fanboys a lesson, we here at The Late Show have partnered with Lucasfilm to create a new Star Wars movie, and we've got the world premiere of the exclusive trailer right now. Jim, make it so. In 2019 comes the first Star Wars movie specifically designed to make racist, misogynist nerds mad. Sorry, Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico. Yeah, she's the main character now. All the cool male characters like Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron fell into a big hole after Rey cut their penises off. Plus, the lady Ghostbusters are here for some reason. The new female Doctor Who and this girl wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt. But it's like, does she even really watch the show? And we've got two words for you. Woke pores. Also, Darth Maul is now an intersectional feminist, and Chewbacca was a woman the whole time. Star Wars Episode Nine. Shut the hell up, you broken, hateful dweebs. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. I saw that this week, and I was like, that's perfect. Very cool. Very cool. And John Boyega yeah. got involved, too, right? He went on Twitter. And yeah. I have actually his tweet. He says, if you don't like Star Wars or the character's Understand there are decision makers and harassing the actors slash actresses will do nothing. 
You're not entitled to politeness when your approach is rude, even if you paid for a ticket. You go, John Boyega. Good for you. And he went on and he said something like, we don't care what you guys really think. It was just, it was pretty cool to see him step up. And, and uh, I know Ryan Johnson also stepped up and, and did some stuff and trying to protect his actors and actresses. And I'm glad. I'm glad that they're voicing their opinion. They should voice their opinion. I, I respect him more now for doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I mean, here's the deal, man. You keep forgetting that these are real people who are entitled, who, who uh, deserve to not get crapped on. It, okay. Their social media accounts are them. It's, it's their personal thing. It's not the fact that they choose to interact with the fans at all is, is pretty, pretty nice because let's all think back to, especially the, those of us who have been around, just let's use Star Wars as the example since when it first came out. The, ever being able to, interact with any of the actors or the directors or anybody on a regular basis or it would be an unheard of and instead you know we treat it like it's uh like we it's owed to us i guess yeah which is which is ridiculous yeah it's a ridiculous thought to think that just because we're a paying patron that you know although we do have an opinion that's great but you do have to understand your opinion most of the time will fall on deaf ears. And and you got to deal with that. If you don't like it, move on. If you do, yeah. great. Wonderful. But it's it's not their job to pander to you or to how you feel or to anything that, that you want. Right. And I, I love right. your analogy last week with the Metallica and not liking their newer stuff or vice versa. I had an analogy. I was thinking about it. If I'm if I go to a baseball game and my the, the reliever that closes the game's office in a horrible, horrible slump and he's blown like 10 saves in a row i'm allowed to go there and yell at him for being a shitty pitcher and blowing saves but if i start yelling at him and calling him all these horrific things about his uh, color of his skin or his religion or or his His orientation or his wife or whatever then i cross the line and then they come in and they kick me out of the game Mm -hmm. even though i'm a paid customer so I, i kind of like compare it to that and you can't go out there and just you can say stuff about how bad he is, but you can't start berating the guy. Yeah, you, you kind of can't start blurting obscenities or anything like right, that. Yeah. You can tell him he sucks. Yeah, needs a new job. Right, because he's he's an awful closer. But yeah, besides that, yeah, yeah. just rec- recognize the boundaries. Exactly. Just, just there's some lines you just cannot cross. But the thing and... is that these people that we're talking about, they want to cross those boundaries. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's, no. that's their, their thing. Is, is their I want to go game. as far as I can. I'm a. I feel I'm allowed to go that far. Right. But it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Make fake accounts, right. hide behind those fake accounts, and then go and berate people yes. and try to start shit. Just to see what can happen. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, just right. to stir the, the shitty pot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not, to, not to pile the whole thing up again, but the whole fake account thing, that is the your convictions plainly aren't very strong if you're not willing to stand behind what it is you have to say. Right. And... That's just, that's such a turd way to go about it. It's like, grow up, man. Just grow up. There's the fact that any creatives in whatever, the Star Wars fandom and music and anything, the fact that any creatives listen to their fans and let that influence them in a way is kind of neat. But what that doesn't do is make it to where the fan dictates the path of the creative and 
it's you don't own the creative. You don't you don't own that person. You don't own what they do. And at because otherwise, at some point, it stops being art, and it becomes a consumer commodity. It music stops being an art and becomes a round disc with a hole in it, and that's literally all there is to it. Well, you you know what I'm saying. I know. Is exactly it is? Are you are you buying a stamped disc, or are you buying somebody's somebody's art, somebody's vision for their art? It, and that's what it really is. And as soon as you break away from that, it's ah, we, we're just going to end up going. No, no, down no. The whole you're thing. absolutely I don't right. want to do that. We, it, the, the last thing we want in Star Wars fandom is for the fans to dictate what is going to happen in the films, because then Eric is a hundred percent dead on here. Then it doesn't become Star Wars anymore. It becomes a fan right. fiction. It becomes a, a, anything that we can just watch on YouTube and right. can make. We're we're enthralled in this universe because the people that have made these movies have made have done such a great job to take us to another another world. You know what I mean? We we forget where we're at, and I don't want to. I don't want to dictate. I don't want them to listen to me. You know what I mean? They yeah. get paid. No, They're and the then writers. then who who is right in that regard? Also, you get ten million people saying ten million different things. It just becomes rabble. Like it just yeah. And you're turns never going to satisfy. You're never going to satisfy. You'll never get everybody. it right, and it's like well. The two million people over here really want to see this, but there's eight million people over here, you know, and it just majority rules. And then what do you start having votes and all that stuff? It's just let them run the ship and you can either get on and ride or you can get the hell off. Here's my thing, man. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation oh, with no, this, but okay. but, you know, they have a vision for what they're trying to do. It goes past just wanting to make money because otherwise they would be safer than they are even but so i don't think i said this on the show last week and if i did i apologize but somebody had asked me you know what is it that you really want out of star wars what i want is for them to keep making the movies they think they should make and hopefully i'll continue to like them but yeah. my biggest wish is that they they make the movies they think they should make that somebody's artistic vision they, that they feel strongly about it. And I told a story about this on uh, my other show, the bad motivators where, okay, so I'll just give you a real quick spin of it. My boss, all right. He's, a, I, I work at a church and uh, my boss is a senior pastor. And we had this other location that was like a set up tear down deal. Every Sunday we would go in, we'd rent like a conference center and we'd set up, have church and we tear down and it sucked, man. It was hard and we did it for seven years and there was tons of times where I'm like, yeah, if this was me, man, I'd, I'd quit doing this. And people in our congregation thought he was bonkers, but he had a vision for it. And I'm not, I don't mean in a weird way. I'm just saying like he had a big plan and this is what he saw happen. And we'll fast forward and here we are now. It's been three years. We've been in the, this killer property that's got the best AV rig you've ever seen ever and people come and it's a whole thing. And he could see that he had like foresight for that. That's what he was imagining in his head. And he was able to stay the course and get there because he had a vision for it. And that's what the people at Disney do. It's what the people at Lucasfilm do. They've got a vision for this franchise and man, let them do it. 
and quit trying to tell them what to do. Because have you ever seen a fan film? And I'm not saying that they're terrible, okay? No, but you but can tell if, if you, they're fan films. But, 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 but why? Why? You know, I haven't watched a ton of fan film, but the ones that I've watched are things that everybody seems to want. And they're pretty predictable. And even the really, really good ones, the storylines aren't that great. That's exactly right. Everybody, and I'm glad that you said that because basically what everybody w would tend to say was that, well, you can't produce the spe same sort of special effects and you can't do this and you can't do that. People are, can be pretty forgiving about stuff like that when the story's captivating, exactly. but it's not. And that's nothing against these dudes making these fan films. No, they're I amazing. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm in the music industry, man. I've been in bands who have made very crappy albums, <laughs> you know. Wait, you were on Def Leppard Hysteria? When you make love, do you look in your mirror? Oh. Well, Les Boo, um, we're going to start a new podcast together. Just three of us. <laughs> All right, I I <laughs> but, uh, that was less but, but no, you know, I mean, it, but when you get the people who know what they're doing and have the, have the wherewithal to get it done, man, it, Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I do go on. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. You're making great points. You are. And yeah, we're not going to talk about this for an hour and a half, two hours. But we have a first-time emailer, Rob. And he wrote us an email after we had the whole discussion with Rebel Force Radio and the, the whole Twitter stuff that was going on. And, and this is uh, what Rob had to say. Hey, y'all. I enjoy your podcast and have been a listener to the MSW Network for a few years and really enjoy it. I also listened to Rebel Force Radio, and while I disagree with J Jimmy Mack's response to Wendeg, I wanted to point out that the letter to Lucasfilm he spoke about was to ask that a fan relations re representative be hired at Lucasfilm, not to complain about the films. In fact, Rebel Force Radio has been positive about every Star Wars film made, including the Disney films. They also are not EU fanatics and have actually pointed out the ridiculous nature of many of those stories over the years. So while there are obviously a lot of disturbed people out there who think the spewing hate to actors and creators is a way to deal with their expectations for the saga not being met, the Rebel Force Radio guys are not part of that crowd, at least not on their podcast. Thanks for considering and keep up the good work, Rob. First of all, Rob, thank you very much for listening to us and thank you for sending that thoughtful email. This is the kind of thing that we need to be able to communicate and not get pissed off and not go crazy. And be able to have dialogue with somebody and go back and forth. I, I replied to Rob and we had a nice little conversation. Now, what I want to let everybody know is the things that we talked about, especially with Rebel Force Radio and Jimmy Mack, the things that we pointed out were not from what's on their podcast at all. These are from things that have been said on their social media accounts and Jimmy Mack's social media accounts and Rebel Force Radio's Twitter accounts and, and Facebook accounts. But I have seen some of the stuff they have written on their social media accounts. And that's what I was talking about. And I know Eric was not pointing out Rebel Force Radio himself. He just has them in, a, in the middle of things because that's where they put themselves most of the time in social media. I, I appreciate that he reached out because it is one of those things where, and again, I said this several times, that what I had to say wasn't about Rebel Force Radio per se. It was, it was, I was using something that was going on with them as an example. And, you know, the biggest issue with all of this right this minute was the notion that no 
no creator or basically nobody involved with Lucasfilm, meaning a contracted writer, an actor, anybody should ever take a stance against somebody regardless of how bad their behavior is. You should never call them out. You should never basically never have anything negative to say to someone regardless of, of what they're doing publicly. And, you know, that caused a big uproar and it, that was what the real problem was. Now with any other problems people have about rebel force radio, we're not particularly inclined to make a comment about it, you know, and you know, stuff's happened in the past. You can, you know, look online for that. There's, two sides to every argument and the the truth is in the middle there somewhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. But in this, in this particular case, it was more just about the notion that just because their, their idea was this, a paying customer is always right. And you shouldn't, you should never basically fight back against them if they're, regardless of if they're being a butthole to you. Yeah. And And, what we just talked about with John Boyega, that it was a direct response to that, Right. To that thought but, process. But Rob, seriously, man, thanks for being so, and see, this is the exact kind of thing, man. You're super level-headed. You had a difference of opinion and maybe it's some insight that we didn't have. And you, and instead of coming in swinging and being like, listen up, man, blah, blah, blah. You, but hey, seriously, thank you, man. That, that's really cool for you to reach out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. When I saw that, First thing I saw, I was oh, like, shit. "Oh shit, here we go." And then when I, and I read it, I was like, "Oh, that's a great, great email." And then I sent him a message, and he replied back, pretty much saying, "You know what? I haven't haven't checked them out on their social media, so I can't speak for that." But at least uh, podcast wise, and I'm glad he told me that because I don't listen to their podcast. I, to be honest with you, I listened to their podcast the first two or three months that I listened to Star Wars podcast. They were one of the podcasts that I listened to. It just wasn't for me. There was kind of old school, and and uh, I kind of. Uh, went towards the MSW network because I like that kind of style. But I appreciate you telling us uh, that they don't talk like that on their podcast. And so, again, thank you. But uh, hopefully things have died down a little bit. They've kind of calmed down a bit. Let's hope it just keeps on going that way and we don't have to get into it and talk about it again. But if we have to, we will. Because that's what we do here at the Sith List. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um. Okay, so one other thing. So, you know, we've talked about the the animated series Star Wars Resistance, yeah, that is supposed to come out in, I believe, the tail end of this year, maybe? It's the mm-hmm. last thing I heard. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rash, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He was, <laughs> I always think of him specifically from Arrested Development. The one oh, that, he's the best, dude. Oh, my gosh. That never left home. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he is a voice on the show, oh, and he sat right. down w- with Ash Crossan on Entertainment Tonight and just talked a little bit about it. And it, I mean, quite frankly, the, the amount of time it took to get there when they first started talking about it, it wasn't quite worth the payoff. But essentially, he's like a recurring bit character. Okay. Great. And they come in and they're like um, basically like logistics guys or requisition guys where they're getting parts or something. And but I'm sure it'll be funny because he's he's, he's a great comedic actor he's, and he's got he's fantastic. He, he's got a really good voice for that sort of thing, too. So. So, yeah. Very cool, man. 
you want to talk a little bit about that story that came out last night, actually, the George Lucas story? Oh, sure, man. George Lucas sat down with James Cameron. James Cameron's got this book coming out, The Story of Science Fiction, and he has also an AMC documentary TV special that also goes along with the book. And in the book, Lucas described what he wanted to do with the trilogy after Jedi, pretty much. After Mm -hmm. he did the prequels, he was ready to kind of complete the trilogy. And this is what he said. In, in the book, Lucas described the next three Star Wars films were going to go into a macrobiotic world. But there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the wills. And the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the force. And he also went on to say that he, didn't, he pretty much predicted that the fans would absolutely hated it. <laughs> because they hated Force Awakens. And Force Awakens had a lot of that type of feel to it. That is it. I know we used the Wills mm-hmm. and his other in Rogue One. What do you think of this well, ma- macrobiotic world? And do you think that would have worked? Or do you think fans would have just went ape shit? I do. I think fans would have lost their shit. But Well, I think it would it would be like almost too it's just too out there to grasp onto. And I'm not saying that you can't be <laughs> like artsy fartsy artistic, but it's just too out there to get emotionally connected to. And you're, that's the key to making these movies work out is for people to, to elicit a strong emotional reaction and them to be tied to it. And I don't know how you would do it like that. And let's be honest, it sounds pretty wacky. And let's also be honest that the second that midi chlorians came up in the Phantom Menace, there was this huge collective boo about it yeah that that was like one of the main minuses and there's a lot of people that if you ask if you could go and undo any one thing in the prequels what would it be and it's that yeah it would be that or jar jar yeah well because it makes the force not spiritual right it's it's a it makes it tangible right pretty much it's like a dna thing right it's like a dna bacteria oh yeah yeah right Right. Now they did it that had been addressed a little bit that in an in an interesting way that you know, does that just mean that genetically you're just you're either gonna get it or you're not? And it's like, no, it's just like anybody else, you may have a natural talent for something like sports. But if you are somebody who maybe has less just natural ability, but you train your ass off you can get farther than the person with lots of ability mm-hmm. or no, lots of inherent natural ability who does nothing. Yeah. You know, but so no, man, I do think that was, that's pretty crazy, but you know, George Lucas also said, why would I want to make any more movies? All everybody, all anybody did was, you know, rag on me about how much they hated the prequels. Exactly. Why would I want to do it again? I really think that we would have never seen it. But he did not want to be the dude behind that chair anymore. I think he got ridiculed so badly. For the yeah, prequels. he didn't want his face going through the wall anymore. Yeah, yeah he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm done. All right, is, is that pretty much all the Star Wars news we got for this uh, week? It's a pretty slow week, right? Yeah, it is pretty laid back, man. So unless you just want to wade into Twitter and find something in Star <laughs> Wars that's going on, but. None of it's positive. None of it's positive. But we do have some amazing things coming up. And I'm really, really looking forward to the John Favreau live action, man. I'm really looking forward to that. And I wonder if that is going to be an underground kind of feel, if that's going to tie into, knock on wood, anything they do with Boba Fett, Solo, 
with Java. You know what I mean? Yeah, I man, it's just so hard to say. The sky's the limit, and anything we do, anything we talk about, is just speculation, 100%. crazy speculation. Yeah. There's there's no basis, nothing to nothing to touch it to. So there's tons of clickbait stuff out there right now, especially regarding Hayden Christensen. He was at a yeah. charity soccer game, and then his name and his face popped up, and somebody yelled out, "Hey, Anakin." Good luck. And he looked at him and winked. And I thought someone him. yelled out, may the force be with you. Oh, may the force yeah. be with you. Yeah, yeah, but in the background, you also hear, Anakin. Yeah. And he was really cool about it. And like he winked at him and smiled. I and didn't then, know he played soccer. Yeah, I didn't either. And no, then, I was like, that's pretty awesome. He is Canadian. And these Canadians love their hockey and soccer now. <laughs> World Cup just got picked to be in Canada. Yeah, U.S., 20, Canada, Mexico, right? Yeah, in 2026. Yeah. Split hosting. Split hosting. Yep. There's all kinds of clickbait stuff about how his force ghost is going to be a nine. A lot of places. So if you're looking at that stuff, guys, it may, make sure you know it is clickbait. I would like to see that if Kylo Ren sees Anakin that, instead of Darth Vader. That's exactly of, what and just like crushes saying. him, and yeah. he's like, "No, you're oh, you're see, on the wrong Anakin path." Instead of Vader, yeah, okay. he tells him, "You're on the wrong path. You're or you're 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 in the wrong or something like that." I would love that. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. Where he's just like, "Fuck." <laughs> And then Luke shows up as a Force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> they both just surround him. <laughs> they spank him. Yeah, I told jump you. Jump him, yeah. Beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, just beat his ass. That'd be fine. <laughs> All right, guys. That was our Star Wars report for episode number 97. Um, let's get into some other stuff. There's all kinds of other stuff that's going on, including, this goes into our random shmuel section, Game of Thrones prequel news. sure all you Game of Thrones fans are ecstatic about this news. The New York Times reported last week that HBO has ordered a pilot for a prequel to its mega-hit Game of Thrones for further clarifying its plans for continuing the fantasy series' success after its final season in 2019. The new series is being developed by filmmaker Jane Goldman and George R.R. Martin. Finish your book, George. Finish your book. Finish the book. Obviously, he was the author of the books that formed the basis of the original series. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, the spinoff, if it goes into full production, will be set thousands of years before the story of Ned Stark's children. Though the plot details are scarce, a tease from HBO says the show would touch on topics from the horrifying secrets of Westeros, history to the true origins of the White Walkers, from the mysteries of the East to the Starks of legend. What's your guys' opinion on this? Boo, you go first. What do you think? Are you excited about this? How can you not be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more Game of Thrones ishness. You know, that's, you know, it's the same universe, same, well, not storyline, but way of storytelling. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Just the fact that it's not exactly Game of Thrones, but it's not over yet is what I'm excited about. Cause, you know, season eight being the last season, you're like, shit. I don't have any more, but now I have something to look forward to when it continues, you know, stuff like that. So it'll be great. Yeah, I agree with you guys. George R. R. Martin needs to finish the goddamn books. Jesus Christ. He, he, he needs to stop spreading himself so thin. And Did you say thin? Huh? I crack a beer to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I'm excited. Yeah. And there's plenty of stories to be told and, and plenty of uh, avenues for, the, for them to go to. So yeah, I'm I'm very very excited. Yeah. Wonder if they're gonna go with the wiener 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 wiener, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be another intro that I don't watch. Yeah, how can <sighs> Eric? You you do not watch Game of Thrones, or you do? I do not, sir. Oh, okay, uh, you have a really strong feeling that you really enjoy it. 
I probably would, man. But I probably have, would. I they just... have this really great intro where it kind of gives you some information on what where the show's going for that week on how they do it. And Boo decides that he doesn't want to watch any intros to any shows, so he skips it. He yep. uses that goddamn skip button. Oh, yeah. I love that shit the on Netflix. Worst. Skip intro. Fuck yeah. Dude, I hate that. You know what? I when I'm too, watching bro. a sitcom and letting it just bang through episodes one after the other, I want the theme every time. Right. And it doesn't even give you the option on some uh, some iterations of the Netflix app dependent on the device. And that, sir, is crap. Imagine if we didn't have... Yeah, that's classic. Yeah, but, but let's let's say, Charlotte, there's a, you're binging hers, through hers, three man. seasons of a show. Do you really want to hear, come and knock on our door? Yes. Every single yes. time for like eight hours? Yes. Firm, yes. Really? Firm, firm, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. While, while you're sitting there in a vegetative <laughs> yeah, listen, state. Listen, I'm, I'm rewatching The Office from, from the get-go, and I listen to that goddamn song every, every time. single time, dude. I even had it as a ringtone when the show was on. That's funny. The thing about Game of Thrones is you have to watch it because it shows where they're the episode. Going. Yeah, yeah, where they're going for the episode. So you kind of... Yeah, but I, I'll also well, maybe see like where they're going. Surprised. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also see where they're going when, when they get there. there. Yeah. <laughs> when they get I know, there. <laughs> I know that they're out the wall because I recognize the wall. I know that they're beyond the wall because I recognize them being on the... You oh, know, really? Is that... I'll know when they're in King's Landing because that's where I know where they're at. You know, they're at uh, what is it? Uh, that's right. You don't even know what you're talking Starfleet. about right now. Look it's been you. a long Listen fucking time, you, right? Dude. It's not my fault that they're taking their sweet ass time giving me my goddamn final season. You know what? I think this is pretty cool because I think we could get OG Targaryens, dude. Oh, riding, like riding dominant the, the real dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Coming through that's true. and just, just flowing and lighting armies. Yeah, just lighting shit up. Dude. <laughs> It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very I'm, excited about I'm this. all in on that. Yeah, me too. I'm really, really pumped really, up. Yeah, HBO's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about Westworld and how awesome that is right now, too. So, yeah. If more Game of Thrones is always good, man. Just don't don't leave us hanging out there and i like that they i like that a lot of uh material is able to be expanded in this way i'm glad that you're able to be expanded ouch yeah Heck i started drinking people really Just hurt. Want to throw that out there anyways yeah I, of, I would like i like brewery, that because there's plenty brew. of source material for them to take and and turn into a prequel or a set further in the past a historical kind of thing yeah it'd be pretty cool yeah, I'm very pumped up about it too. I mean, we can talk about stuff now. Yeah, I mean, afterwards, I was a little worried because Game of Thrones, when it's on, we talk about Game of mm-hmm. Thrones a lot. We have we have our own little like season finale show, and we'll have some more stuff to talk about. And hopefully, it's a success and it does just as well. So I'm very excited about that. And by the way, thank you, Manny, for sending me that email and that article about that. He was the first one to break the news to me, and I appreciate it, buddy. Mm-hmm. By the way, The Shining. sequel dr sleep has officially casted its main actor mm. danny torrance Ooh. and that main actor has star wars ties i was about to ask you who, who he is it's ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor is danny torrance wow huh yeah what do you say about this mr struthers i know you're a big fan of the original book I I feel blindsided by this that I should have known this before right now. That's why you're on the Sith list. <laughs> what, to be the one that never knows anything about well, anything? Well, at least you uh, 
You hear it here first, you know? I guess, yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Literally. I don't know how well this book has been received, Dr. Sleep. I know we have a lot of listeners that listen and, I mean, that read and listen to the audio tapes of all the Stephen King stories. So let me know what you thought about Dr. Sleep. Emily, Lynn, and Rebecca, I know you guys are huge fans. Les, have you heard anything about Dr. Sleep or Eric about how good this book is or how shitty it is or anything? I actually... So I just started my Audible account, and I will be honest, I chose to listen to The Stand instead of Dr. Sleep. It was right there at my thumb tip, I guess. I could have easily picked that, but I mean, if I've read the, I read the book, so I read The Shining, and that was cool. I understand what the gist is, right? He's, he's developed more of The yeah, he's Shining. He's an adult. He's developed more of The Shining. He's ultimately really powerful, I guess. Yeah, and he finds other people with The Shinings in them. Okay, I'm I'm all in, dude. And uh, Ewan McGregor's a great actor. Yeah, that's all you have to say. I'm all in on that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't read, I haven't read Doctor Sleep. I used to be a major Stephen King fan, and then just I don't know, just drifted away. Just drifted. <laughs> just drifted. But the, <laughs> I, I think Ewan McGregor, anything he's in. The tough thing about Stephen King novels being made into films is that it's been a sketchy and tumultuous relationship. So, you know, it's kind of like our relationship, Eric. Oh, it's nothing like that. I don't think that it's sketchy, sketchy, not the tumultuous. I don't think that a Stephen King novel is ever laid there in the dark, wondering what that was poking them in their small of their back. (laughs) That Uh, would be like our relationship. It's called the Angry Inch. That's what it's called. Good God. Good God. Man, we just went totally off the rails. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Completely my bad. No, no, that was my bad. I interrupted you with the with the Angry Inch. Angry Inch. No, I was being stupid anyway. But but uh, I, you know, I feel like that's been turned around of late. Meaning the (laughs) the whether or not good movies are being made from Stephen King novels, not the other thing, and. So, you know, does Ewan McGregor do stuff that sucks? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, is that a, is that a firm yes? No, it's not a firm yes. He's made some shitty movies. Uh, yeah, I guess everybody's... He's made a couple shitty Yeah, everybody's movies. range is up there. Up I love Ewan McGregor. He's one of my favorites of, of his generation. But he's made a couple shitty movies. I mean, everybody's made a couple shitty movies. I did in college, but that was just to pay the bills. Man. Ooh, <laughs> Nice. Everybody's got to do what they got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. That's a good one. That was the name of one of the movies. <laughs> you got to do who you got to do. Wait, what are we talking about? Those are short stories, though, right? Oh, Sorry, I'm man, I'm being ridiculous. I don't know what's gotten into me. Those are short. That's what stories. she said. That's that, what that, that, that was said. another title of a movie. Yeah. yeah, all very short movies, very short stories. Yeah. All right, moving on. Jesus, move Christ. along. This the OG vines back in the day, they were literally six seconds long. Yeah, my God, what is what has happened? Halloween two. The reason I'm saying Halloween two is because we got a trailer for the next Halloween movie, the next chapter. But the next chapter is actually the second chapter because this movie is the direct sequel to Halloween one. So they're saying that the th- the second, third, fourth, fifth are not at all in canon anymore 
even though Jamie Lee Curtis was in the second one. Mm-hmm. And then she was in the fifth one of H2O or whatever. Oh, with, 20. uh, what's his name? Yeah. With, uh, LL. LL. Or... Yeah, no, is it, no, is it, no, it's no, not, it's not it's Busta, Busta Rhyme. Busta, Busta Rhyme. Rhyme. That's right. One of, one of my Rhyme other sur- favorite rappers. Busta Rhyme makes it. I was like, he's going to die. Nah, and man. He's alive. I was like, what the fuck? You can't kill off Busta Rhymes. I was like, how is this guy alive? No. Come on. Really? Yeah. I thought, I was like, when I saw him in the trailer, I was like, that guy's dead. Guaranteed if he's gonna die. A rapper of Buster Rhymes caliber is kicking boot, kicking ass kicking in booty. higher learning. We could say kicking booty, it's and fine. then yeah. goes into Halloween. You know he has to survive. It's just an automatic. He has to. Mm-hmm. There's, sure. there's no way. Sure, there's sure no way. No, I'm glad man. this has become a discussion of Buster Rhymes surviving. <laughs> hey man, Buster Rhymes was one of the like OG Mount Rushmore rappers. Hey, out there, dude. I love like, Buster. Rhymes. I love. Bus I love rhymes. I Nobody's love faster than him. I love skinny bus sure. rhymes. I love fat bus rhymes. I love buff bus rhymes. He's all good. He's been in all three different all the dreadlock the different dreadlocks <laughs> yeah. when he first started out. Yes, really pissed off bus rhymes. Stoner bus rhymes. I'm down with bus rhymes. Thug Buster rhymes. Not he was a thug not a too. fan of his daughter. Bust a nut. <laughs> What's that? The disrespect. His daughter. Leanne Rhymes. Oh, Leanne, Leanne Rhymes. We're sorry out there, Sith <laughs> listeners. Everybody I'm the only one drinking, by the way. This, but everybody everybody's just drunk. turned it off already. Everybody Fuck it. sounds drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we have a new trailer. We're going to play the new trailer for you. <laughs> are we? We are. We are, are. we we're going to try and write this ship? Yeah, yeah we're going to write the ship <laughs> and, and not talk during the trailer. And we're going to play the trailer and we're going to... Compose ourselves and come back at you right after. Sure. Right after these fine words. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Dad, look out! The bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. I just waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman? He's here! Michael! You should. Can you close the closet door? All right. 
That was the scary-ass trailer. You saw Michael Myers. You actually didn't see Michael Myers because you heard Michael Myers. You actually didn't hear him because he didn't talk. You visualized Michael Myers. You heard Jamie Lee Curtis. This actually looks really good, people. I am very excited, and I don't care. I'll disregard the entire franchise and act like this is the second one. Sure. No. 50 years later. Well, but it looks good. It's coming out during Halloween. That's my birthday time. That's my favorite holiday. Let's do this. What you say, everybody? I'll I'll go first. I, I season of the witch. Thanks, last. <laughs> Boo! What do you say? Just kidding. <laughs> season of the witch is obviously not canon, or or not supposed to stick along with it. So, people, if you don't know, season of the witch it was the third installment of the Halloween franchise, and it had nothing to do with Mike Myers. And it people shouldn't went have, to, it shouldn't imagine, have been Halloween. Imagine social media back then. When you go oh, see they Halloween 3, sure. and you go in, it has nothing to do oh, with the John franchise Oh, John Carpenter would have made another movie called Twit. Thing, nah. whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't well, know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Good I'm try. trying, y'all. I'm Good trying. Try. Go ahead. But anyways, I thought Halloween 2 was okay, twit, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess, dude. Uh, I- I'm okay with this, though. I like the aggressive... She's gun toting and she's trying to be a badass again. That's cool. I'm all I'm all in on that. Yeah, too. I'm in too. Yeah, no, it it looks great. It does look uh very scary. You know, it it looks like uh the original Halloween, which was it still is and always will be a fantastic horror movie. Oh, one of the best. Um it's yeah, it, it is cool to see Jamie Lee Curtis going from the screaming babysitter to the gun toting badass. But but what I find funny is that you see her with the guns and then you see her like at night completely disarmed no knife no weapon like what the fuck happened i was like i thought you had a plan you were gung-ho to kill him i guess you know it's michael myers a lot of shit happens a guy like teleports you know from here to there kind of thing so yeah and and they're not accounting for that one thing you can't kill michael myers yeah it just doesn't you make just, sense even a double barrel to the head just you, doesn't do it yeah you just can't do it yeah so, he, he's well, fueled you guys, off you guys are else. talking about the later ones those don't count anymore the first michael myers film the first halloween he didn't teleport, and he you you could kill him if you really got him. Well, because he was nine. <laughs> fucking nine. Wasn't? It, it, oh yeah, that's right. He escaped after killing his older sister. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He never. Which they should have just it. killed him when he was nine, but that proved then you couldn't fucking kill him. Okay, so you just you, it doesn't you just matter. Can't. Yeah. You just can't kill him. Eric, what do you think about this, <laughs> dude? <laughs> okay, I'll give you this. The trailer. It's. <laughs> it makes me want to see the movie. It yes, really exactly, does. Exactly. Especially, and and maybe this is, obviously it's what it's supposed to do, but the opening sequence, like at the, at the mental institution, the mental oh, hospital, that's, that's in like the weird chess board setup and all that. Yeah. It's, it's out there. And I, I dug the first, the original, and I probably only saw maybe one of the others after that it's they can do whatever they want i'm not emotionally invested in it make a cool movie i'll see it and you know not no, you sleep for a week you're not gonna go yeah see Charles, it. let's just be real here yeah you right will I, I believe you, you will i, I believe you. you will find a way you lie to our listeners yeah exactly yeah. i believe hey you will find a way. i went go, and saw infinity see. war yes you did man yeah you did i won't go i probably won't go see this in the theater though <laughs> yeah, exactly i'll go see it I said I'll okay. You got me, but here's the deal: only because my wife will 100 percent not go see it. 
Yeah, boo. You don't take like the, scary movies. You're going to go see it with us? Take the kids. Yeah, well, Halloween is not that scary, okay. to be honest. So you don't like like the paranormal shit. Fuck that shit. Like, right. it was like the, the Nun trailer came out. It's like in that Conjuring oh, Annabelle thing. I'm like, uh, I saw it. I saw it on, on my Twitter feed. No sound. And I was still scared. Yeah. No, I was that, like, fuck. I didn't that, even open it. Scary. I was still, I couldn't scary. want to look away, but I was like, uh, yeah, that's a no. Yeah. That looks, that looks scary. There's another one right now that's out called, uh, I'm not going to see it. What is that? It's, it's out. It was number three or four this week and last week. Ah, uh, inheritance? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, hereditary. 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 Yeah. It's supposed hereditary. to be really fucking terrifying. Hereditary. It's supposed to be really good. It's supposed fuck to be that. really scary. Nope. One thing. One thing that makes this tough for me, and I will say that maybe this is just a cop out, but like Jamie Lee Curtis, she was in, um, she lies. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. No, that's not what I was going to say, even though that is great. Freaky Friday. No, no TV show, recent Scream Queens. And, oh, yeah. Dude, that second season was such a turd. And her being associated with it, it like, as far as putting her in that, that role of, you know, suspense and all that, it damaged her credibility for me a little bit. So there would be a lot of times where I'd be comparing her character to that show and thinking, oh, 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 that sucks. The original Halloween was just so good. And that's why I like this trailer because it has those old tropes, like the ghost in the sheet sitting down. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Very, very cool. I'm definitely going to see it. We're going to take Boo. Thursday opening night. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this thing. Now let's get The only here. reason Carlos will go see this Halloween movie is because the air quote victim has a shotgun. Yeah, He's got I, a fighting chance. I there you of, go. I yeah. kind of dig the, the <laughs> yeah. horror movies. Like, like Chucky always, like, always made me like, what the fuck? It's a doll. Come on. And right. whenever somebody picks up a gun, I'm like, all right, now it's better. Yeah, there we go. It's not, there's a, there's it's a not 50, the screaming. 50, 50. Yeah, yeah, let's, okay. It's, yeah. it's not the screaming damsel <laughs> in distress who trips over air. Yeah, no, and then just like, gets hacked I'm aggressive, half. which yeah. is why you should like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Oh, uh, is that Dream Warriors? That's Dream Warriors. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, because they were like, Freddy we're Krueger's kicking this right. dude's ass, and they went at it. With him, so. <laughs> now we have some comic book movie TV news. Hmm. Looks like we have a villain for Spider-Man Two. There's some rumors currently that the villain's standing in Spidey's way, and will join Michael Keaton because he's rumored to be back in this next one. Yeah, they're well, building before up. I, before I tell you this, Les, who would you want to see going up against? I know who I would want to see, but it's never going to happen. But who would you want to see? You mean going against Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, I want Kingpin. Because Kingpin and Spider-Man go at it in the comics. They they do, and that would be great. Actually, that's a really good call. Personally, I would rather see something like Kraven. Kraven the Hunter. Uh, there's so many villains that he has that are pretty cool. They tried the Sandman thing. It was It was okay. No, yeah, I mean, that's why I said it was okay. I kind of have the like, eh, in my voice. Um, yeah, it, it would have to be, for me, it would personally it would have to be Craven. Craven, okay. If I'm not, yeah, that not would be Craven. No, I know it isn't. I know who it oh, is. you know who it is? Yeah. Eric, do you know who it is? No. It's Mysterio. So it looks like they are going to have Mysterio go against and team up with the Vulture, Michael Keaton's character, and, and they're, the trades, all the trades out there are saying that Jake Gyllenhaal is up for the role. Now, this is a complete opposite of the other rumor where they're saying Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be the next Batman. And he came out and says, I'm not, be- I'm not the next Batman. 
so people right. relax. So maybe this is what he's actually going to be stepping in is going to be Mysterio. Welcome to WatchMojo.com, and today we'll be exploring the comic book origins of Quentin Beck, otherwise known as Mysterio. Quentin Beck was once a Hollywood stuntman, before becoming one of the most talented special effects wizards in the industry. Unable to garner significant attention or recognition for his talents, he decided to change career paths. However, he soon realized that he didn't have the looks to make it as an actor, nor the patience to become a director. Frustrated, he soon decided to take his expertise in theatrics and illusion to become a costumed superhero. As New York City already had a champion, Beck decided to undermine and replace Spider-Man. Inspired by the Daily Bugle's willingness to cast Spider-Man in a negative light, he developed a plan to frame the web-slinging hero for crimes that he didn't commit. In order to accomplish this, Beck studied the hero and copied his suit, while forging special gadgets that would duplicate the web crawler's powers. The end goal of which was to reveal his own superhero identity as he dramatically brought the real Spider-Man to justice. Beck soon revealed himself to Jonah Jameson and his staff at the Daily Bugle as Mysterio, a costumed hero that kept his identity hidden behind a dome helmet. His thing is smoke and mirrors. Like, he does a lot of visual effects things and oh, throws people cool. off Fox and stuff you, like yeah. that. Uh, he's learned to utilize other arts and things like that to enhance his abilities and enhance what he does. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, that's his thing is to just utilize and lure you into situations where he can knock your defenses down by making you think you're in a different spot or in different positions or situations. Very so. cool. That sounds cool. I, I would take that. And if it's Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm not a huge fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, even though he is a talented actor. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Just something about him. Yeah, right. yeah, he's a very that good actor. I don't really but, love, but I think he would do good in that, you know. That what what makes this cool is the fact that with Homecoming, they set up that any villain that he will run into ultimately will be utilizing the alien tech from the situation in New York in Avengers. So is that right? Well, yeah, they did that for Vulture, right? Vulture so did that, right, you have to. That's I true. mean, they said they laid the premise out there. I'm not saying that that could be the case, but it would make total sense that this guy tried to use something that he got from the Tinker or one of those guys yeah. from the Vultures thing and tried to use it on a movie set and it ended up like destroying or, you know, getting out of hand and they're like, we're done with you. Mm-hmm. And him saying, well, I have so much more to give you and just going crazy. So, uh, I, I wanted Jake Gyllenhaal to do some other stuff, but, what? uh, I would like to see him as Nightwing or, Oh. in some other form you know a hero build a franchise off of him but the way it looks right now they're building to the sinister six mm-hmm. and it, it's gonna be fine if they're not killing off the villains like they did in the other spider-man films they're keeping them alive they're putting them all in prison together you know they're talking to each other and they're gonna team up with each other and then ultimately you're gonna have the sinister six fingers crossed everyone and that alone would be like infinity as far Bad as Spider-Man. Was, and this yeah. is going to be an MCU Sony production, obviously. Yes. The last one. The last one. If it's the Sinister Six, it should be the last no, one. No, no, no. This next, the one that he's talking about or the next Spider-Man is going to be the last one? The next Spider-Man with will be Mysterio the one, is allegedly. the last one, yeah. Really? Yeah, until Disney buys Sony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disney needs to step their game up, yeah, because people are trying to swoop on them. Right. Well, you hear about that, right? Yeah, we're going off track here, but a we little. know that Comcast put a bid into Fox yeah. five billion. billion cash. By the yeah. way, the Disney deal was all stocks. Yep. It was fifty-two billion in as all stock deal. So Rupert Murdoch has to make a decision now, and obviously, it looks like he might be making the 
Comcast. Is Comcast the one that offered it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and Kevin Fiji actually talked. I know he's been like downplaying all of this and saying we're not thinking about any movies, blah, 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 blah. But then um, he had a quote just recently, mm-hmm. and this was via comicbook.com. I'm just sitting waiting for a phone call to say yay or nay, but obviously it would be nice to have access to that entire library. Earlier, he was like, we're not even thinking about that. Now he's like sitting here waiting for a yay or nay. So it looks like it's going to be nay. That was, I'm sorry, that was from IndieWire. He did, a, he did an interview with IndieWire. Comicbook.com put it out there. So yeah, let's see. Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm down. You know, I trust MCU. That would be great. Let's see what happens. Now, we had a tweet today by Patty Jenkins. Now, Wonder Woman 84 is under production. And Gail Godot, if you've seen her Twitter, she's been working out, getting, trying to get ripped like she needs to, but trying to get ripped to be Wonder Woman. And this is going to be set in 1984. But the weird thing is that Patty Jenkins tweeted out a picture of that handsome son of a bitch, Chris Pine in his dreamy eyes, in full 80s garb, looking very confused. And that made me fucking very confused because last time we saw Chris Pine, he blew up on a fucking plane. Yeah. With a bunch of bombs. Supposedly. Allegedly. In what way are we going to possibly have him come back? It's called comic books. Well... Eric Struthers, you saw Wonder Woman and you liked it. I didn't see it. You didn't see Wonder Woman? <laughs> no, man. Wonder I'm sorry. Good. I want to. Yeah, that's good. Uh, isn't it out on like Blu-ray or something or Redbox it's or something? Everywhere. Shit? You need to fucking yes, watch. You, need, you and your everywhere. wife. You and your wife need to watch Wonder Woman. You guys will love it. Dude, I know. I'm I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't watched it. What would you rather I do? Just say, yeah, I've seen it, and then not be able to answer question one about it? Yes, let's try it. Let's just try it. Let's see if it works. No. Right. No, let's just, you know, just, for, just no. for shits and giggles. Let's for shits and giggles. Terrible let's social experiment. Hold on. Let's do this. All right. We're going to rewind. <laughs> yeah, on three. Awesome, Eric. On two and three. All right. So, Eric, you've seen Wonder Woman, right? That was was a great one. Oh, yeah, man. It was. I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. It was, you know, we always say it's DC's best film so far so well let's face facts i mean it's not like the bar is very damn high exactly exactly and eric you know that chris Pine is a handsome son of a bitch oh dude he is if i'm i mean yeah now absolutely now here's the weird thing eric patty jenkins tweeted out a picture did you see this on twitter today i remember you saying something about it when we talked earlier right but i didn't see it So Patty Jenkins put out this picture of Chris Pine in a full 80s garb. And as you know, Eric, Chris Pine blew up in a plane at the end of Wonder Woman. Supposedly. Allegedly. You're right. Allegedly. So I want your opinion on how how the fuck are we watching him in 80s gear in this picture? Can you please explain that to us? Flashback, man. I don't know. Everything was going really well, except for Wonder Woman was set in World War One. Well, so, see so the flashback. Thing I thought you work. meant eighteen eighties. No, Wonder Woman eighty four. He's wearing eighteen eighties garb. Yeah. She's Have you Amazon. seen my prom yeah, pictures? Like, yeah, yeah, she's really fucking old. I mean, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that experiment was going well and it did fail. Yeah, Struthers, you were doing actually really <laughs> you were actually well. Was, yeah, you were shining shit. it on. Dude. Yeah, was awesome. I was like, was wow, that's was was pretty good. good. That was good. Here's the thing, though. I do have <laughs> a way. I do have a way. I feel I, so dirty. Ooh, <laughs> hey, now, in a good way. People are saying that maybe he's actually 
stepping in as Martian Manhunter. And that's his form in his in his uh don't, hu- human form. Don't do that to me. Or even Clayface. Huh? Uh no, that's that's a Martian Manhunter is better. Clayface is a bit of a stretch. I... But would that be weird for Wonder Woman? Like he, she'd want to bone Martian Manhunter constantly. Actually Does that happen? That'd be very weird because there's a what is it? There's a dynamic between Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Oh, it's like a like a love triangle? Not so much a triangle. It's uh Martian Manhunter feels alone in on Earth because he's a he Martian. Is. He's yeah. an alien. <laughs> and Superman's an alien. The issue is though, Superman is passable. He's good looking. He looks like a human. He's very athletic. He's Superman. He's Chris Pine. Whereas <laughs> Martian Manhunter has to shape shift and take on a form. The issue is is always whenever there comes, you know, I guess it's the passable look, and there's it, it's always been addressed and written in the books uh, about how people will choose Superman's side over John Jones's side because Superman is passable. He gotcha. looks like them; they're able to relate to him. It's like, oh, well, he's an alien, but he's not like that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas this green dude who has like a pointy head and can turn into like a anything praying mantis looking kind of thing in his full like fighting form. I don't know about hanging with that guy, but these, this other guy over here, yeah, he's cool. But he can shape shift to Chris Pine too. So. Oh, absolutely, he can be anybody. He, he can wants. do that, but as far as like the love interest or that kind of thing, I just it's just not there. Here's a question for all of you. I'm gonna go with you again, Eric. First, since you've seen Wonder Woman. <laughs> just kidding. It has nothing to do with Wonder Woman. If you had a choice to shape shift into a human male, who would it be? Probably, all joking aside, probably you, because I think Lorena is pretty sweet. <laughs> That's really nice of you, man. Appreciate that. And you know what? I would be you. Because I, I want to know how it feels to be a rock star. You could probably set the bar higher, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm definitely not going to. I would be probably George Clooney. I, I thought you were going to go with Eddie Vedder. No, nah, well, I would want guy. to be Eddie Vedder. Clo- Clooney is a Raj's guy. I, I well, I can say that yeah. for, as I, long as I've known a Raj, everybody throws the Brad Pitts and all those no, other no, dudes I've out there, and he always goes always Clooney, Clooney, guy. Clooney, Clooney all the time. Yeah, he's, he rocks. I, I would, I would want to be Eddie Vedder. That's uh-huh. the guy I would want to have, like occupy his job uh-huh. and be him with his voice and being in front of that big crowds and people love him. But look-wise, it would be... I'm saying look-wise only. Oh, look-wise, okay. Yeah, because that way he could dress up as Batman yeah. and rock the clean with nipples, Batman. With dude. nipples. That's right, dude. Yeah. It was and a and tiny codpiece. And Danny Ocean. Yeah, yeah and the bulge. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, how, you don't get to be the cool Clooney, dude. No, I'm joking. How about you, Les? I'll go with you next. I got nothing. Oh, come on. You got to be want to be somebody. Anybody. You just Alba? No, everybody that I would want to be is dead. That's okay. That's yeah. all right. not good. You can be Clark Gable. Oh, right, dude. <laughs> Clark Gable. <laughs> I, I would uh no. <laughs> no. You can be John Candy. Nobody's gonna judge you. Oh, that'd be great. Actually, that would be pretty That'd funny. be pretty bitching. Yeah. No. Uh damn. Come on, there's gotta be somebody. Sam Kinnison? Well, right now it'd have to be Michael B. Jordan. 
Okay, oh, that's fine. You just have to jump, have to that's jump that's right on that. That dude is yeah. fucking, yeah, I, I agree. All right. How about you, boo? Uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that dude is too good looking. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a drawing. Yeah. Eric, I'm going back to you because I don't accept your response, the first response. Brad Pitt from the Legends of the Fall era. Oh, you have the hair. Tristan. You have the hair. What's weird is I already look exactly like that. I so, was going to say, know, when yeah. I met you, I was like, dude, that's Tristan from Legends of the Fall, man. And, and I, if you're going to be Tristan, I want to be Aiden Quinn's character. Yes, I knew his name. Aiden Quinn is the other guy that nobody knows. Oh, okay. You can be Anthony Hopkins, Les. I'll do it, dude. Flip everybody off, dude. Sure. Why not? Ha. All right. So there was some of your uh, Wonder Woman news. Our last comic book TV film kind of thing. Green Lantern Court officially gets the green light. You get it? Get it? The green light. Bueller. 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 Get it? And this comes because the only reason we know this is because Jeff Johns, the head of Warner Brothers DC, stepped down, and he stepped down to run a his production company called Mad Ghost. Mad Ghost, their website is pretty much saying, they said a press release, and it said, one of John's first film projects under the new company will be the long-awaited Green Lantern Corp movie, which he will write and produce. This shouldn't come to anyone as a surprise, given that John's wrote the Green Lantern comics for several years. So this is his main focus. So he's leaving as the head, but he's going to be very involved in DC projects. And this is one of the first things he's going to do. And it's going to be uh, with, um, I think, the two main guys, Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart. It should just be John Stewart. I, I can take like that. A buddy cop film kind of thing. Mm. No, if, is it going to be a TV series or a no, movie? No, no, no. This is, uh, this is going to be a film. Before Johns was announced as a writer and producer of the film, it was rumored that Green Lantern Corps would include both Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Well, now that Johns is on board, this inclusion of both characters has finally been confirmed. So they're going with the two. Hmm. This comes It, it would have to Hollywood be... Report. I'd rather it be a John Stewart Green Lantern movie. I do agree with Carlos. But if they are going to do a Green Lantern Corps movie, Corpse, then I'll take that. It, it'll work as a buddy cop. Because they they are definitely two different types of Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Hal Jordan is just a hard nose. No, yeah. Hal Jordan isn't. He's like oh, Hal Jordan. My bad. He jumps yeah, in and just says, bad, "Oh, yeah. we'll figure it out as we mm-hmm. go," and and that's what happens. You know, if we fight, and if oh, getting beat, we win, we win, we yeah. win, we win. We don't. We back off and we jump back in again. Whereas John Stewart's like, "Hold on, wait, 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 wait what's mm-hmm. going on? Mm, now let's not focus. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Would you be yeah, really yeah. upset? Would you like be just done on humanity if they picked John Stewart from The Daily Show to be John Stewart? Would you just like stop living? <laughs> no, because John Stewart from The Daily Show would be like, he's freaking black. I know. Why are you picking me? That's what I'm saying this is stupid. <laughs> and then he would go and pick someone. <laughs> John Stewart would literally break the fourth wall and be like, "You get over here. You're <laughs> you're gonna be the new John Stewart. Let's uh, go." That point, that's how classy he is. By the way, pointing at so, you. We for, I forgot to talk about this in the random schmiel section. On my way here, listening to NPR. Yes, people, I do listen to NPR. There's going to be a re- not a reboot. There's going to be a sequel to one of the greatest comedies of all time. Men in Tights? No. No. This comedy had Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Coming to America? There's a Coming to America sequel with both characters. Both actors have agreed to join. And they're trying to get James Earl Jones. And they're trying to get, I forgot the other guy's name, the father. John Amos. John Amos, yeah. Amos, who was in Good Times. 
Yes, he if was. I'm not mistaken. He was Kunta Kinte. So also. that's right. <laughs> that's right. He wasn't Kunta Kinte. Yes. John Namath was Kunta Kinte at the older. Oh, part. the older Kunta yes. Kinte. Yes. Yeah. Toby. One of the great, great comedies of all time. <laughs> I keep thinking of the barber that's shop great. clip. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. I'll be with you boys in a minute. He was bad in Captain Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that? You, the new boy. Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson looked like a bulldog. He bad in him, too. He done whipped Mike Tyson's ass. He whipped all their asses. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. This is one of the best clips in comedy Joe Lewis was 157 years old. <laughs> he beat Joe Lewis's ass. Every time I start talking about boxing, we see some white boy got to pull Rocky Marciano out his ass. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. That's right, he did whoop Joe Lewis' ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got his ass whooped. Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Oh, man, you ain't never meet no Frank Sinatra. Fuck you! Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And the great thing about that scene is Eddie Murphy plays a majority of everybody All in the barbershop. <laughs> Except for Arsidio Hall. I think Arsidio Hall is no, another No, and the other guy with the... And then know. there's an actual that normal dude. Good. That boy's yeah. good. Oh. Eric, you still there? Please tell me you've seen Coming to America. Yes, I'm here. All right. Of course I have. Oh, about a million years ago. I changed my yeah, who I want to change into. I changed my guy that I'd want to change into. I would totally change into James Earl Jones. Eric LaSalle's character in Code to America. <laughs> Soul Glow. And you can follow the drip of my Jerry Crow wherever the hell I want. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, sequel. Probably gonna suck. It's probably gonna be awful. It's probably a horrible idea. Yeah. But I will be in that theater. Looks watching so this good, maybe we'll pull you out on a plate and sop you up with a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we haven't talked Walking Dead in a long time. We talked last week about what's going to happen in Walking Dead with the casting issues and how we think the show's going to shit and it's going to be done after season 10. Now, I haven't been watching Fear as much as I should, but and that's only because of two reasons. One is I've been traveling all around and I haven't had time and this has been a crazy month with all the different crazy movies out. And also, I've, been, I've gotten spoiled with what has gone on and who has passed away on these shows. Now, we're going to spoil it because I'm going to have Les talk about it real quick because I haven't seen it, but I don't really care anymore because it, it's got ruined for me. Boo, have you seen it? No, but no, you, you can go ahead. and Okay, and I know Eric it. hasn't seen it. He doesn't give a shit. So on, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, going to, we're going to spoil this thing, and Les is going to give us a rundown, quick 60 seconds to a two-minute rundown of what went down, who died, and why the fuck this is happening. On three, one, two, three, spoil. Go ahead. Okay, I can't, I'm not in the creator's chair. I don't sit there with Gimple and Kirkman and all those dudes and ladies that are in charge too. Uh, but there's just this trend happening, at least in fear, which I guess they could play with that because it's not The Walking Dead, so it's fear, which is the spinoff. But they're just killing everyone. So we lose Travis, which all three of us who've watched the show agree was a mistake. Very big huge mistake. mistake. Huge mistake the way they took him out and just they took him out in general. They kill Nick. 
by like episode four. That's not their mistake. He wanted out. He did one out, but they take him off, so he's did gone. You know that? You didn't know that, boo? I did not know that he was there, that they killed him. No, that sucks. And Eric, so so Nick is probably the biggest part of this show. Oh yeah, he was the character. Biggest part of season one. He is, season. He's a great little actor. He he's he's a recovering addict. He survives all this horrible apocalypse. And right, he survives a, a world of being an addict to end up in a zombie apocalypse as a survivor. Yeah, uh, and now they've killed Madison. Right, the mom. So they've killed the three biggest characters on the show. And Who's left? The daughter. Not only did they so kill the Madison, daughters. Hold on, they not only kill Madison. Philia's dead. No, Philia died. No, she's not. She's all good. It's Ophelia. Strand, Ophelia, her dad. Alicia. I I Philia get bit. Affiliate dead. Bro. No, no, no. She got no. She's walking. She's all good. She's, I'm not talking about the girl, Nick's girlfriend. I'm talking about Ophelia. You're th- you're thinking of Nick's girlfriend. Her name is Ophelia. No, Ophelia. Oh no, no, no. Ophelia was the daughter of oh. Ruben Blades' yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Ruben Blades' character is dead. She's gone. Yeah. Nobody knows where Daniel is either. There's certain characters that make the show good. Madison, as she was doing what she had to do as the like lead of the show, mm-hmm. but. I just think you just can't wipe people out to wipe people out. You know, you just, you should be granted. This is a zombie apocalypse show and anyone can go down at any time. It's just, I mean, the way they did it, the show actually looks good. The The season so far looks yeah, really cool. Been good so adding, far. adding Morgan and John Dory and then Jenna Elfman, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, uh the girl who was in taken, Oh, oh, the she, daughter? Dude, yeah. Oh, gets, she was in, she's in it? She's in it. Oh, very cool. I, I mean, the moves they're making are great, but just stop wiping people out to wipe them out. You know what I think they're doing, Les? I think what they're doing is they know that that's coming to an end as well. I think they're going to try to combine forces as quick as possible. And this is the only way they're, they're going to be able and to do it. And you know it. what? That, then they need to just do that. You I know, think just start the, trimming the fat and, season, yeah, and the truth. streamline it and, and, yeah. and just go Just make one there. show. Then again, here we are at another mid-season break. So... That also means that we're just, we're probably never going to jump back on this train. But the quality is there. It is still pretty good. But it's just there's just so much more out there right now. And it's just not used to be for us. And I know we talked the head off of the thing. We talked so much about it because it was a great show. It, it is a great show. But slowing down and just this trickling effect is just just ruining things for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for giving us the update. And people... I'm going to, from here, I'm just going to catch up to it and watch it from here on out since I know what happened. Can you just let me know how Madison died? So they find a stadium. They turn the stadium into, they find irrigation. Yeah, they turn I, it I into like yeah, a living zone. I got all that zone. in. That was cool. They, they, they're able to do and so. These sons of bitches are outside. But the, no, these people inside are like, it'll never work. We need to get out of here. We need to leave. We need their dissenters. They leave. She's like, fine, you guys can leave. We'll stick it out and we'll make it work. And they're like, well, you're not going to get to do that. And they basically, I guess they attack it. They bring zombies in like working trucks and unload them. And they just break through and swarm the stadium. And as it's going down, she asked them to open a fuel truck, let the fuel trickle out. She grabs a flare, shuts the door, sends Nick and all of them outside. Locks it off in and blows herself up. She kills her. She sacrifices herself. Yeah, she herself. sacrifices oh, herself. Wow. Okay. To take out as many zombies. So if you're watching, all of a sudden you'll see that the zombies within the stadium are just charred. Wow, they're they're still awesome. doing their thing and they're all just gray and covered in soot and ash and just 
charred and there's just this whole war going on. Alicia is just blowing people away. Strand is just wiping people out. Lucia, they're just tearing, they're kicking everyone's ass and they're just hell bent on revenge. And they're going after, they end up going at it with Morgan, John Dory and all of them because they, one of them betrayed the group. Huh. So yeah, it's just, I mean, the story is there. The plot was great. Everything was cool, but yeah, it's just, uh, okay. Do we really need to lose one, two, three? Like it's just yeah, like just, that, that, just that's a mistake. Knock all of them down and just say, "Okay, here we go, guys. Chew on this." It's just, yeah, that's definitely a mistake. Well, thanks for the update. By the way, Eric just sent me a text. Uh, no problem, man. It just happened to happen to see it by accident. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago we talked about Stan Lee and how it's sad to see him being pretty much abused as a elderly person, mm-hmm. making taking advantage of. Yeah, and it looks like the. His manager, his business manager, uh, has a Stanley got a restraining order um, over him, so he's not allowed to uh, communicate or be in contact in with Stanley anymore. Yeah. And I believe he was arrested for making a false police claim. So hopefully, Stanley has uh, gotten away from the people that are handling him because they're not doing a good job, man. The video that I saw of him signing while well, he could hardly keep his eyes open and mm-hmm. he was just shaking, it was just awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful to see. So hopefully, things go things go well for Stanley, especially you know in the next three or four years. Yeah, and the uh, the LAPD has opened up a, an investigation into elder abuse. Oh, good against or well against the same guy. Well, no, I I I believe it is against the same guy. Yeah, wow, good, yeah. fucking good. That's great news. We have an email from Toby. He said, "Listen to you guys from the start, and I've always wondered why you guys haven't covered Gotham." Been watching since season one, and it keeps getting better. The guy that plays the Joker is my second to Heath and is climbing. He is amazing. Thanks for the quality podcast and continued success, Toby. Toby, thank you for that message. I agree. The guy that plays the Joker, is they call him Jerome because they're not allowed to call him the Joker, I think. He is unbelievable. And the season that I introduced him is the season that I stopped watching. But it was weird because I looked at my DVR, and I have 36 Gotham shows saved. Because I, I, I need to watch them. The next day is when you sent me this message. So that was crazy. I wasn't even thinking about it. And, and then you sent me this message. I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. I need to start watching it. And by the way, I looked at my Netflix last night. It's on there as well. And I know that we haven't talked about it because Les doesn't like Gotham. But, but once I binge it and watch it, I will definitely talk about Gotham because I like that show. And I don't care what Les says. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's good. I really wish it would have just stuck with like Gotham City PD mm-hmm. kind of thing. If they would have stuck with that, I they would did definitely stick with that. What are you talking that's about? That's not what's happening now. He's well, he, I don't it's know what's Batman now. now. It's sixteen-year-old oh, Batman. It's just a part of the show. You don't do that. The entire show is about Gotham City PD, pretty much. I'm okay with the origins of the villains. I'm okay. We talked about this with yeah. a, a movie with the Joker. The Joker standalone movie. Yeah, where he's talking about different and stories. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, they have the comic series called GCPD, which is a great series. And that idea is really cool to have, you know, Clayface or the Riddler or uh, Mr. Freeze or Firefly, all these Mr. Zaz to just their origins and their fledgling beginnings. And a Commissioner Gordon has to take these guys on. And it just gets to become too much at some point, and that's when we get Batman. 
Okay. Like it's that for me, that worked. I am sure Gotham is a great show, but I can't follow that where for me personally, I, I have to draw the line somewhere as a fan. And I'm not hating on anyone. I'm you not trying to go in. I'm not trying to go into that whole thing, but don't stick some kind of weird like wrestling mask. It, the mask they have on Batman is the type of mask you would wear when you broke broke your nose and you had to go wrestle, or like LeBron had to wear the trying to play basketball mask, in, yeah. and then he just covered it in black and stuck him on a rooftop. Like, no, Bat- Batman's supposed to be trained by League of Shadows. He's supposed to be master of all these different martial arts and a detective and a gymnast and a peak physical athlete he shouldn't be running rooftops at 16 by raj agul right any yeah raj agul <laughs> he shouldn't be running rooftops at this point in any way shape or form all right i don't want you to spew yeah. your negative talk about Gotham i'm not anymore. trying to be toby toxic. toby's a listener he likes Gotham. And, 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 like and, it. thank you for listening and you know what there are people who really like it I, it's just I'd rather watch Krypton. I will be honest. I talked to one of our great friends of the podcast, Fernando Alba. Fernando. We talked about Fear the Walking Dead. We talked about a bunch of other things. And we, in this discussion did lead to Gotham. And I said, bro, you got to get on the Krypton because if they're going to take the universe or, or take a part of the lore or the source material that we know and spin it into something else, they're doing it exactly the way they should. Krypton is being done right. And they're taking a thread and expanding that and fleshing it out. And it's amazing. So I, I for those of you out there, I don't like Superman. I can't stand him. But I'm here for that show. I really do like Krypton. It's okay. amazing. Toby, maybe you can watch Krypton and let us know what you think about Krypton. And maybe if you like Krypton, maybe less, we'll watch Gotham. Ha! And last but not least, thank you again, Toby, for that message. Seriously, dude. Thank you, though, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to crap it, all buddy. over it, but yeah. it's for real. Thanks for shitting on Toby's message. No, yeah, I ain't crap it. on his message. Ah. Gotham is for... Ugh. Last but not <laughs> least, I would like to say that last night I purchased YouTube TV, and I'm going with YouTube TV from here on out. I'm going to cancel my cable. And I binge-watched about six episodes in a row of Cobra Kai. And thank you, Jason Ward, and thank you, Randy, for letting me know how great this show is because I gave it a shot and boy, oh boy, I told Boo before we recorded, if you love and you grew up with the Karate Kid, the original, then you are going to be addicted to this show. If you thought Karate Kid was, ah, okay, kind of movie, kind of like Boo did, then you won't be into this show, I don't think at all because this show fills in the gaps and has flashback scenes and it gives you pretty much Johnny's take and it's pretty much Johnny is the main character, yes. and he's become what pretty much Mr. Miyagi was to Daniel. Mm-hmm. And it's a great show. It's funny. It, it, the storyline's great. There's montages. It's, it feels like it's straight from the 80s. The music is like 80s hair bands. Eric, you need to watch this show. If I have to give Dude, you- I want to so bad. Karate Kid like defined my... The portion of my early life. That's all three oh of us. Oh my god! I think. That's that's you, you Eric, it, uh, Eric, Garage, and I. I think that's our our deal. Yeah, Karate Kid was definitely in our wheelhouse as kids. And they t- they talk about things that you always wondered about, and they kind of answer them. And and all the characters on the show, even if they're not in it yet, I haven't finished it. I have another six or five. Do they address Karate Kid three? They do two. They haven't done three yet, but uh. they talk about pretty much everything. Okay, it's it, it's fantastic. So. 
If you get a chance to watch it, definitely. And if you're a big fan of The Karate Kid, the original, and you grew up in the same era as we did, it's a must, must watch. And I can see why it beat out Handmaid's Tale and it beat out a bunch of other Netflix shows with ratings. Oh, they're, really? They're kill- yeah, it's killing it. Hmm. And they're only about 23 minutes long, 20, 24 minutes long. So you can just binge watch it in a day or two. Karate Kid. It's the best around. Cobra Kai. That's right. Cobra Kai. That, that's the name of the show. Oh, sorry. It's cool, though. I got, I got wrapped up in Karate Kid. You did. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode number 97. Guys, our episode 100 is going to be a blast, so stay tuned for that one. Next week, we have scheduled the one and only Michael Moneybags Pappas. <laughs> supposed to come on. We're supposed to crack some beers. Some Stellas, actually, to be specific. He literally said last night, guys, we're going to crack some Stellas and have a good time. <laughs> That's what he said. Pappas. So we're definitely going to have a good time with Mr. Mike Pappas, and it's going to be a blast, and we might get a little drunk and have a good time and do might. some stuff. Eric Struthers, where can people find you and listen to your beautiful voice and dream about your golden locks? <sighs> Man. That's a the big string of questions. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Strathers, and you can find me on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and you can find me on the Steel Wars podcast feed with the Strathers Wars episodes, and there should be a new one coming up in the next week or so. Eric Strathers, can you give the listening audience just a little version of your shaggy, please? <laughs> Hang on, let me get a drink real quick. All right. (laughs) Jeez, Scoob! (laughs) It's pretty epic. That was pretty epic. That's it, though? Yeah, that's it. He's got two two words. (laughs) Dude, that's spot on. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty good, though. It is good. The last part of the Scoob, it really sells it. It's like it grunts like he's taking a shit. (laughs) Jeez, Scoob! There it is. We've got to roll that E over a little bit. And yeah. yeah. I've been working on my Alden Enreich. Alden Aaron Reich. Eric Reich, whatever his fucking name is. Whatever. Yeah. Enreich. His uh I've been working on a new one for now this podcasting intro. So stay tuned. Les, where can people find you on the Twitter scape? At Les is more seventy eight. Carlos Borgueo, where can people find you? At the Sith List, boo. And you can find me at the Sith List. And thank you for listening to episode number 97. And we'll catch you next week with Mike Moneybags Pappas on episode number 98 of the Sith List. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got a hand tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Try your best.